And the voice of reason has returned to KBLA Talk 1580. Listen, you guys should know by now how I get down. All of the uncomfortable conversations must be had on this show. We got to talk about it today. (sighs) Friend of mine inspired this topic. I got a couple of friends that are going through it. And I was looking at this brother. He just got married. I'm not going to give you too many details about him. You know, HIPAA laws and all. But he just got married and he's got a loving wife. She is riding for him. And actually their relationship inspired me. I was like, wow. It was like seeing a unicorn or a mermaid or some other or centaur or something. Some other fictitious mythological creature. Nelly, the Loch Ness Monster. So I thought about it. And of course, many of you guys know uh, about my affiliation with my good brother. He actually produced a commercial for me here. Uh, Russell Herbals. He's my personal detox guy. I go to Russell, Russell takes care of me. Russell Herbal, right? RussellHerbals.com. So we got to talking about killer food and how food, you know, really breaks, you know, breaks you down. And over time, your body just can't process it anymore. And then your organs start malfunctioning. So I thought of the topic tonight. Killer food. In sickness and in health, can toxic nutrition and mindset equal a relationship's demise? And as I started doing the research for Till Death Do Us Part, I started to recognize this might just be a bunch of words because a lot of people, according, according to the stats that I found, a lot of people will leave you if you get sick. You wasn't thinking about leaving me when you was frying up them salmon croquettes. Huh? Yeah, let me let me call you to the floor so you can own some of this sickness in me. Now that I'm sick, you ready to leave? Because I can't perform sexually anymore. You want a pass to cheat? Yeah, many people give out passes to cheat. True or false, till death do us part are, for the most part, empty words for couples. 1-800-920-1580. I want to know, would you leave? I I don't want to put this person out because she used to be the, the wife of a very famous person. That's all I can say. But she was dating a cat that was really cool with all of the inner circle guys that I hang with. And that brother got gravely ill. And when I tell you she shook the spot, I mean, dropped him like a bad habit. one 800 920 I want to hear from you. What do we mean by in sickness and in health? A lot of people say, what's the other piece to that? Uh, the poverty piece in richness and, and what is it? In, in poverty and in, no, people leaving in poverty. Don't 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 let them words. Disney did a job on us, right? Don't let Disney fool you. Ain't no happily ever after. 1-800-920-1580. Call me right now. 
Did you promise to love your significant other in sickness and in health? And then one day woke up and realized that you no longer want to keep that promise? It's real people out here in the world. <laughs> Tell the truth and shame the devil. 1-800-920-1580. Call me right now. I want to know your story. True or false, there's a big difference between emotional caring and support and physical care. <sighs> Doing the research, I found out there's something called compassion fatigue. I think your partner don't even have to be sick for you to be fatigued in the compassion department. When I come forward, Zoe Williams is going to the phone lines. They're already lighting up right now. You know, 1-800-920-1580. Call me. The voice of reason is on fire. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ain't nobody going to be there. Ain't nobody going to be there. Let me tell you something. When trouble happens in your relationship, don't people typically go to their little circle of friends? Huh? You should have came to me. But you done ran to your friends. You done abandoned me right there. Didn't you? Let's just tell the truth tonight. Boy, them songs start to hurt when you realize they weren't really there for you. Hmm? You can't even listen to Michael and, and the Jackson sing I'll Be There because you'd be like, nobody was there. <laughs> when I needed you, where were you? And I'm telling you, we live in a transactional, materialistic, capitalistic society. People are not signing up for caregiving. And it's a tough gig. It wears on you. If your spirit ain't right with self, you ain't going to be able to care for nobody else. I, I know this is a tough conversation, but y'all stood up there in debt because of the cost of the wedding and said to each other, till death do us part. Did you mean it at the ceremony? When did you stop meaning it? 1-800-920-1580. Call me right now. Call me right now. I want to know, how do I live a high-quality life with a chronically ill spouse? You know your spouse going to get jealous, right? You out here doing yoga in the front yard, stretching, sweating, looking all glistening. They ain't not the same. <laughs> you say, you know, I'm going to go out with my girls. or I'm going to go out with the homies. No, you're not going to leave me up. Listen, I'm with you all the time. I got your back. <laughs> but I got to go do me. I'm going to go play hoop <laughs> and hang out. In then the, 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 the chronically ill person might feel jealous because you still have your freedoms. <sighs> then they become needy, right? Taking advantage of your kindness, too. You know I need you. You know you can't go nowhere. You know, what am I going to do without you? Huh? If the shoe was on the other foot, you know I'd be there for you. Oh, so this is what I, this, this is the example of your love, huh? Okay, cool. All right, I'll just lay here and get it over with. 1-800-920-1580. The phone lines are lit. Let's get the callers in here. I want to talk to y'all this evening. 
share your story. Fred from San Fernando Valley, boy, if you talk over me and you talk long, you can't make 17 points, Fred. I want you to make three good points and then give some room for other people. Let's go. Is depression sickness? Talk to me. Okay, I got. Okay, this is my problem. I always come across women who later on develop depression. Okay, and then you know you you trying to deal with it. You you give them their space, you know, and then you know after a couple of months you're like, well, what can I do to help cheer them up? So you go buy flowers and candy and do all these things, sing to them, serenade them, just to know that you let them know you love them. And you know what they do? They just sit there and clam up. Then when you ask them to go see somebody, you know, whether it's one of those, you know, those things where women go through, you know, menopause and all that, you say, just go to the doctor and see what he can do for you. They refuse to do it. Okay, so then you sitting up here and, you know, you want to go out and have a good time and have, you know, celebrate the anniversary and all that. You go buy champagne and flowers and all that, trying to be Mr. Lovey-Dovey. And you know what they do? They give that little weak smile, and they go, and they soundly go back to the room and don't say nothing. I ain't signed up for that. Mm. Ain't nobody signed up for that. Not to be, not to communicate with a person. Let me know what you're going through. We can go through it together. That's why I married you. Mm. But most women don't communicate with their man when it comes to stuff inside them. They can tell you what's going on in the exterior, but on the interior, they can't. All of a sudden, they don't know how to communicate. Mm. Now I'm looking like a punk running around trying to kiss up and do all these things, writing you poetry. Because see, I'm that kind of guy. I'm an Aries. I'm a lovey dovey kind of guy. So you know, I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out all the strings. All of them. my check. Come on. To make you feel good. Put that magic on her, Fred. Well, after about two, three years of that nonsense. Man, I'm just going to leave you alone. Then you're going to get mad at me because you're like, well, you don't come to me and find me attractive. I'm like, I've been trying to hit them boots for three years now. Now, all of a sudden, it's my fault. So, that's all I got to say. We appreciate you, Fred. Thank you for the insight, brother. You already know, no judgment here. No judgment. But let me say this. You really can't be an effective caregiver if you want something from the person you're giving the care to. Like if you come in and you want some acknowledgement, you want some appreciation and some approval, I promise you, the highest level of service is selfless. You got to take your ego out of it. Now, you guys heard me say this before on different shows. If you look up the Sanskrit word for service, in Sanskrit, that word is siva. Right. And, it, and basically what it means is divine service unto God. There are many different counterparts to this word. Uh, the Muslim in, in Islam. Their term is, uh, uh, I think it's zakat. Right. Zakat, where you give alms, you're giving selflessly. Of course, you know, the Christians have somewhat something similar to that as well. In relationship, there must be selfless service, especially if you're in the capacity of a caregiver. If you go in there with past resentments, 
If you go in there with unfulfilled expectations that you think you're going to get now because they need your service, you are bringing your baggage to the service. And that's going to contaminate how you give. 1-800-920-1580. The phone lines are cracking. I want to talk to you. Would you leave your partner if they got ill? Let's just be honest. Or if you stayed, would you write some new conditions? Listen, you're not the sexy beast you used to be. I love you. I love you. I love you. I ain't going nowhere. How in ever? I am a man or woman that has needs. Can you extend me? Uh, in sickness and in health, sex pass. 1-800-920-1580. I mean, this is real. Most people are not asking for that. They're just going to cheat on them. Right? Let's just be honest. Do you know somebody that's cheating on their a sick spouse? Do you know somebody that's cheating? Right? Like, let's, that's a tough question. But I'm not afraid to ask it. Somebody's out there doing it. Somebody's man is laid up at the house. I'll be back. I'm just going to run to CVS. Okay. CVS, four hours. 1-800-920-158. Women cheat too. People act like women ain't cheating. Women out here cheating doing it and doing it better than us, according to them. Men stupid when we cheat, right? We get caught. We sloppy. Women ain't sloppy, but they don't be cheating. I don't know how that works. How are you proficient at something that you don't do? And that's a whole nother show. 1-800-920-158. Let's get the callers in here. True Monger, Dallas, Texas. Jump in. Yes, sir. Oh, man. This topic here. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. I saw, I, saw, I saw the effects of this firsthand when I was in uh, high school. When my mom got sick, you know, I saw how my old man was, especially when, like, when other people tried to help. Uh, he would shut everybody out and try to do everything himself. I saw how, how it wore on him, but he would never admit it. Mm. And come to find out, he was stepping out, doing stuff he shouldn't have been doing. And we, and then I didn't find that stuff out until years later, till after she passed, when all the secrets started spilling out. And so, yeah, this kind of stuff can have a, a, a real bad effect on you if you don't have a good support system around you. Right, right. Because even though you're being a caretaker for somebody, you still need that support too, whether you admit it or not. Right. You can't do everything yourself. Right. Is this at some point you're gonna wear yourself out? You can't do everything on your own, especially you're trying to take care of yourself, go to work, care for somebody, just doing that over and over and over again, never getting a chance to breathe. Then you mess around and do some stuff that you don't really got no business doing, which is just you trying to hot, cover that up, and you bring that home with you every day. Then you get frustrated being a caretaker. You're going to have issues. And he dealt with depression after she passed. Wouldn't open up about it, but I could see it. Whenever I came around him, I could, it was real easy to see. Mm-hmm. But he would never own up to it. Right. Until I, until I 
and you develop empathy for that because you want to be helpful to them, but when they're refusing it, it's really not, you feel like you kind of feel helpless about it. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of do what you can and let them deal with it. And then when I was going through my health issues, I had to deal with a lot of that stuff on my own. Right. Didn't really have a lot of support. I had some here and there, but I was mainly learning this stuff on the fly. Then I had to, I had to end up being his caretaker. Wow. Because he was involved with somebody that he had no business being involved with. They were taking advantage of him, stealing from him and all this stuff. So I had to step in, even though I was going through what I was going through. I'm like, look, it is what it is. I got to come in and clean this stuff up because he don't got people that really got his best interests in mind around him. Right. So I did my best with that. Once in, especially when I got him to realize what was really happening, because he had dementia and uh, Alzheimer's and body was failing him, but he was cognizant enough to understand what was really happening, and he was grateful before he passed mm. that somebody stepped in and helped helped him with this stuff because he couldn't help himself. Wow. So. There's really a gift in it's, caregiving, it's a, man. There, there, there really is, brother. And, and let me just say, True Monger, I appreciate mm-hmm. you opening up and sharing that story, bro. Because that's heavy. Mm-hmm. But I would also suggest or offer you this idea. You do know that caregiving, like for a, a loved one or a significant other, is a bi-directional process. The, mm-hmm. the level of care you give to someone else reflects the level of care you give to yourself, you provide for yourself. And a caregiver has to be in a good mindset, in a healthy mindset, to be able to emotionally, emotionally support or physically support someone who is in need of their care. So, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm going to say this, like I said, if you go in there with those well, now they need me. I, I hope finally I'm gonna be able to show them that I love. If you go in there with that kind of mindset, you're gonna be disappointed. You're gonna be frustrated, oh, yeah. and you're gonna run out of the compassion most people say they're full of. Thank you, brother. True monger, Dallas, mm-hmm. Texas is in the building because of you. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. The voice of reason is on complete fire tonight's topic. We're talking about toxic food, killer food, and we're also talking about the concept in sickness and in health. Can toxic nutrition and mindset equal a relationship's demise? When we come forward, the phone lines are absolutely popping. I'm talking to my people tonight. Where is the love? And you talking about your significant other? You chose bad. That's all. You gonna find out if your partner really love you when you get sick. That's that is the ultimate litmus test. And I don't mean the flu, COVID. No, I mean something like really that's you told all the way up. The doctor's like, I don't know. You wake up and they're not there? (laughs) We had to get the gutters changed. 
the garbage disposal needed to be replaced. I had to be there when the plumber got there. What? You're going to find out, right? You're going to find out if your partner really cares when you get sick, right? 1-800-920-1580. How does illness affect our intimate relationships? Do you know women tend to stay longer than men? Let's not even play the game. Let's give women their props. Women tend to be better caregivers than men. They tend to stay longer than men. Did you know that 75% of marriages that have to deal with chronic illness have a 75% divorce rate? Marriages that have to deal with chronic illness have a 75% divorce rate. People are leaving, which leads me back to my initial question. Does the term, right, in sickness and in health, does that have any weight? Call me right now and share your stories. 1-800-920-1580. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Lloyd from Chicago, you've been on the longest. Get in here. What's up, brother? What's happening, man? What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Man, it's like uh, I love y'all's show, man. Uh, I'd be cut to the chase. Uh, I'm Lloyd Hinton. I want to be conversating a lot online with you yeah good brother welcome to the show man finally man yes all right man bro you 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 your station tavish y'all a blessing but get to the point i was diagnosed with uh prostate cancer not too long ago and i ain't gonna lie man not sound sappy or nothing but if it wasn't for you and your show man you you helped me out a lot and my old lady told, we've been, not an old lady, my wife, I give her respect. We've been together 30 years. And before I got sick, she she had told me she loved me, but she wasn't in love with me. Mm. And that cut like a knife, man. But after what I'm going through, I learned to love myself. And it's irrelevant to me. I can't speak for nobody else what she do. Because prior to me uh, being diagnosed with cancer, like I said, we've been married 30 years and been in a sexless relationship for like the last 10. I don't cheat. She don't cheat. I just dove head first in to my job. I just put in my retirement papers. Uh, but, but I'm good, though, man. I'm in, the, I'm in my garage not working on my uh, motorcycle listening to you, bro. Man, I'm good. let me just say this, Lord. I just Lord. called to tell you thanks. Let me just say this, man. No, thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate you for calling in here, sharing your story, man. And like I said, man, real love is love of self. And then you radiate that outward to the world. We, we get it backwards when we go chasing real love, when we go searching for real love outside of ourselves. We have to cultivate it within and then become a beacon of it, right? And when you become a beacon, just like a lighthouse, you draw in people situations as I, I oftentimes i call them situation shifts right you draw in these situation shifts man and they can help you grow but i appreciate you yeah bro. i, 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 I done read a couple you of your books man since i've been uh going through therapy man that they were very enlightening i just want to tell you thank you bro thank you man no seriously thank you lloyd has brought chicago in the building if you want to bring your city in the building all you gotta do is call me, 1-800-920-1580. Talk to us. 
Have you ever abandoned an ill significant other? Or have you fallen ill and your significant other abandoned you? 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. We need to hear from you. Sean, Oakland, California, town business. Let's go. Hey, brother. Well, first of all, Lloyd, he, he sounds like a hero to me, and I'm glad he's on the recovery. Yes. Um, you know, this is kind of interesting because, you know, for 26 years, I, I had my own company um, helping people. Um, in a, you know, you can call it a personal fitness trainer. You can call it, that's what I kind of called it because that's what it was. I got referrals from doctors. So I was with a lot of people with knees and hips and everything else um, after their physical therapy. So my point is, is that when, you, when you're in a relationship, right, and you did this the other, you know, you do this, Zoda, because you, you make everyone think, you know, blame game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're in a relationship and someone gets sick, and if it isn't a healthy relationship in which – Everyone's trying to do their own thing. I mean, if you don't drink, you don't do drugs, you don't do anything, it was because you didn't exercise enough, you didn't do something, right? That would be an unhealthy relationship. But I have seen a lot of very healthy relationships in which someone does get sick, no fault of their own. And by the way, I just want to say this. It's no fault of your own if you get sick right. and you and you have this. I mean, we can we can do the whole healthy diet thing, right? You can do the you know the the shakes in the morning and the the little bit of protein here and the intermittent fasting and all that kind of stuff, and you can still get things that happen in your life because of your genetics or whatever, you know. And by the way, my whole thing is. Don't blame the person that gets sick. You know, I, I would hope that doesn't happen, but it does happen in relationships. I mean, I'm saying, you know, you're all trying to make it together. Life happens. You know, people, you know, the one thing you can uh, predict in life is that uh, it's unpredictable. I, I wanted to say that to you a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing you can predict in life. It's unpredictable. But people can have an ailment they might take their life from them in your relationship, but you, doggone it, stick with your person that's loved you and tried to do the best for you and that you've tried to do the best for them. Because in the long run, we're all in this game together. Man, Sean, once again, we appreciate you, brother. You brought the Bay Area. Yay Area is in the building because of Sean. Again, You want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me, 1-800-920-1580. The voice of reason is on fire tonight. The phone lines are cracking. Talk to me about your pain. You won't be judged here. I want to know what you think. When we come forward, more from the phones, the voice of reason is talking about in sickness and in health. Is it good to you? you? More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Ladies and gentlemen. Don't nobody want you when you're down and out. Sing it, Bobby. Bobby Womack. My playlist is my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. Listen. I'm here to tell y'all. 
Relationships are supposed to be a hub for cultivating empathy for oneself so that empathy can then radiate out to the partner. And then we create this organic biofeedback loop that is imbued with empathetic vibrations and frequencies. If there's a hint of self-doubt, low self-esteem, self-hate, lack of self-approval, lack of self-acceptance, you are going to be a toxic caregiver. You'll be a toxic care investor. You'll be investing your care, seeking what you signed up for. Ain't nobody else here for you. 1-800-920-1580. Talk to me about it. I want to know your thoughts. Monique from Detroit. It's your time to shine. Talk to me. Hey, how you doing? Um, I was the one abandoned. Ooh. I think. <laughs> Talk to me, Monique. Um, well, I, I was married, and, I, you know, my health started to deteriorate. And then I ended up in the hospital. Well, it had deteriorated over a couple of months. And I just noticed the distancy, starting to travel a little bit more. And I said, wait a minute. And then when I went into the hospital ICU and the doctor called and said, you must come back. You know, you have to make decisions, things of that nature. And he was like, oh, really? And I called my attorney and had my mother as my health advocate and my divorce papers while I'm in the ICU. Because I felt like I love myself too much to to even have anyone say, you know, well, hey, can't you all deal with that? Mm. But my mistake was I married someone 14 years younger than me. Well, okay, okay, he was younger than you. So you chalked it up to him. No, he wanted me to be. No, he wanted me to be mother. I think he wanted you, and I didn't have. And I didn't have children, so that's what I wasn't going to do. So I think once I became ill, you know, you're supposed to be mother, not wife. Ooh, that's heavy. That's heavy. Sister, what did you learn about you in that process? Because that's, you know what? Hold that thought. When we come forward, I'm going back to Detroit because Monique got something to talk about. And so do we. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. The Commodores, the Night Shift. My playlist is my co-host. Many spouses who are caregivers. They find themselves on the night shift, having to deal with their ill partner. Now, when you got to put your life on hold because you have someone else's life in your hands and you made a vow to take care of them in sickness and in health, sometimes you can run into something called compassion fatigue, where you get tired of caring. Right. That's that's a tough space to be in. But Monique from Detroit was talking to us about a partner that may not even have had any compassion for her. Monique, please continue. Tell us. 
I mean, well, basically, I have been in the, well, I had to take care of my dad. So I know what you mean when you say compassion fatigue, but I just feel like you pull something from inside you mm. and you deal with it if you love a person. So therefore, not only that, my father taught, I'm just glad I had that type of father. He he was there, him and my mother, but they were like, pull yourself together because I've, you know, we've given you the strength. And I was able to just pick up and go on. I was able to fight through everything. This was 2016. I just have a residual of what's going on. It's left a vision impairment. But I'm doing this, not saying by myself, but I was able to pull some strength. I don't know where it came from, but I just stood up and I took charge. I still do what I do, you know, I have a business and all of that. And I just kind of put it behind me. I didn't, I don't even remember crying. I was going to ask you, did, did, did it, was there a self-esteem hit? Was there a blow to the self-esteem when the young guy left? Yes, it was. Talk to I, me I, about how you processed through that. I, I, I mean, I kind of, I was very social. I kind of pulled back from that. I kind of dived into, you know, trying to do my business, trying, not even really taking care of myself. And then I was sat down by my father. He was like, you have to take care of you. You have to love you. What he did has nothing to do with you. you that is him. Wow. And you need to pull it together. Did you ever consider therapy? Yes, I did. But you know in our community how that is frowned upon. But but uh, damn what the community say. I'm talking about for you. Like what you want to no, do. I didn't, no, I didn't at the time. Right. I I wanted to, but I didn't. And because of what I do and who I am, I didn't want anyone to find out. It was things like that. So shame associated with it, too. Yes. No, I get it. I get it. Well, Sister Monique. And then I looked at he was I looked at he was young. You know, he was younger. You know, you got a certain kind of. Don't give him a pass. He don't get a pass. No, no, no. I'm talking about me. No, no, no. He don't get a pass. Mm. I'm saying me. I was at at that time. I was thinking that, oh, my goodness, I pulled this young guy. You know how that goes. So the ego was was wrapped in that, too, a little bit. I get Uh it. I get it. I get it. Monique, let me say this. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for opening up and sharing. Again, no judgment ever. Thank you so much. You made this show what it is. You brought Detroit in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, you already know what you got to do. Call me at 1-800-920-1580. I see Pasadena is up next. When I come forward, I'm going to talk to my brother Richie Rich and Jeff Brown on this topic. Nobody, ain't nobody going to be there. They're going to be there until they can't be there no more. Can we just tell the truth? That's the four tops. I'll be there. I want somebody. Listen, man. Love is rare. And if you got it, be happy you got it. If you found it in yourself and in your partner, I'm trying to tell y'all, you guys are living unicorns. Most people, listen, we live in a society right now that has made ghosting common. What is ghosting? You just disappear without saying anything ever again. 
until you want to hook up a year later. We live in a society where that's normal. I'm trying to tell you, if you have found that special one, like I said, my homeboy, I'm not going to give out too many details. He just got married. Beautiful woman, love him to death. That's all I'm going to say. Lucky brother. Lucky. Because it's rare. It's rare to find someone who not only empathizes with you, but they empathize with themselves. And the empathy they have for themselves pours into you. It's rare to find that. Most people going to give up at any sign of trouble. Financial trouble, legal trouble, health problems. Most people are like, oh, no, no, no. I was here for Ruth Chris. I was here for the Hollywood Bowl Jazz Festival. That's what I was here. I was here for the Christmases in, in Jamaica. I was here to see you win and cheer you on. And when you start losing, because one of the biggest losses in our life is poor health. When you start taking those kind of L's, you'll see who really loves you. Let me get my brother Richie Rich in here real quick, and then I'm going to Jeff Brown. Richie Rich from Pasadena. Let's talk. What up, Big Zoe, man? Look, I'm going to be quick. Check it out. Ain't no excuses, man. Be knowledgeable about who you bring in close proximity. Be knowledgeable about how your get-down is. Eat your vegetables, work out, drink your water, learn everything. Because at the end of the day, yeah, everybody's subjectional. Uh, look, I'm conditional as well. You can't keep it up. You're going to be ostracized and kicked to the side. Keep your A game up and magnetize what you truly are in your heart. Ain't no excuses. I'm not feeling sorry for nobody. Do what you need to do so you can be on this battlefield with us winning. Straight up and down. Oh, there you – and if they start losing, what you going to do, Rich? We, you take them to the park and you one-on-one. You give them some training. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let, let me get you right. Let's work on your skills. Let's see where you're falling short at. And let's work on it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to increase you. And just by them being around you, they're going to learn your strategies and techniques and they're going to implement it. You dig what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Hey, man, I love Richie Rich, brother. Hey, I love you, brother. I love you. We miss you, man. Keep calling in. We appreciate your insight, youngster. For sure. Peace. Yes, sir. Jeff Brown. From Pasadena. Hey, well, Jeff Brown in Chicago. Hey, he's, How are you? He's like a he's an implant to Dina. He's a part of the new Dina. He's like a Pasadena Renaissance man. Talk to us, Jeff Brown. What up, man? Hey, man. Uh, well, first out, shout out to Richie Rich, man. Give me his number. We were supposed to link earlier. Um, one, uh, I think with regard to health and your spouse, the one thing that people seem to miss when you look at the commitment of marriage mm. is that you have signed on to watch the other person die. Ooh, go in. Go in, Jeff. Go in. That's why you're here. That's the real thing. Mm. We have so till death do us part does not mean till death of desire to care. Mm. Till uh, death of enthusiasm. Mm. It means, look here. I know I'm going to die. I know you're going to die. I want yours to be the last face that I see. Mm. If you're working on that every day, then uh, there are concessions that both of you are making one of you got sick. 
there are concessions that don't have to to be asked. But a lot of times, you deal, if you're dealing with an individual who can necessarily shame you over their illness, you're also dealing with an individual that was dealing with some low-frequency issues before they got sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, and again, this is me speaking outside of uh, this this uh, sickness paradigm. Because hell, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. You don't you don't know. That's that's the, the honest truth. But outside of the sickness paradigm, from what I can see looking in, is uh, the both sides not taking into account this flesh journey. I got to take into account that if I get stricken with the way in a way that I can't have sex and my mate still wants it, I got a decision to make. I either got to let them go or deal with that that part of them being satisfied by somebody else. Mm. Mm. Those are your choices or 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 unless you really want are so selfish in your earth suit that you are going to use the ailment of your earth suit to hinder the person that you decided to spend your life with. And I hope never to be that person. I hope, I mean, sure, uh, should Mrs. Brown, uh, creator, get these words, no power, get sick before me, bro, I'm all in. But then again, I'm, I'm AARPH. I'm I, I ain't out here. I'm not out here going. Okay, though this is the second quarter, so I'm finna hit these streets and lead this broad here with a remote and some uh, and a bag of Doritos. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Go ahead, Jim. You know, I've been out in the street already. I already know. See, that's I, it, what's funny to me, brother. Is a lot of times me and Mrs. Brown will will sit and goofily laugh at people. Friday night at 11.30, when we're on the couch sitting to watch something, and we know there's still people our age out in the street trying to find themselves. Right, right. It's, 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 it's uh, I, I think too little is made of uh, finding yourself early and waste and not wasting your early days. If you waste too much of your early days or you get with a shallow individual, well, you can pretty much guarantee you finna get some uh, crappy service so you get sick. Mm. So you know what you And then I one more. Well, no, 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 because I, I got one more. No, you ain't you. Okay. You got a few more. You ain't going nowhere just yet. <laughs> I, hold on. Uh, no, sir. No, because what, right. what you just outlined is technically called uh, uh, what they call it a, a, a conscious relationship, where the idea is about self awareness and mindfulness. And the whole demand and desire thing kind of goes to the background, right? That's not as important as being self-aware and working on oneself and limiting one's, uh, uh, you know, limited expectations of the partner. It's more about being in the now and being conscious of what we share with one another. So with that outline that you just gave me, you're about to, I'm about to alley-oop you, brother. Mm. With that outline, yeah, would you say relationships in order to survive and be full of quality, right, and be high functioning, mm-hmm. 
have to have two spiritually developed people? Um, I would say you have to have uh, whether you're whether you're communicating both with laptops or both drawn on a cave wall with a lump of coal. You gotta be somewhere close to each other. Each other, each other in a number of ways. Right. Uh, uh, you have to be close to you have to be close to each other uh, in this way. If I meet somebody who has a spiritual light that's a little dimmer or a little smaller than mine, the question becomes: Are they intimidated by the size of my light, and are they willing to brighten up? Because I certainly can't dim down. So watch this. That's a right answer. But the inverse mm -hmm. of that answer is, which part of my light is faux light? Which part of my mm. own? You see what I'm saying? Because otherwise they wouldn't be mm -hmm. in your sphere. Which which part of my light is faux light? Which part of right. my which part of my life is uh, or light is a facade? Because there's a facade. Well, that going to show you. Yes, that's that's the purpose of it. Stay with me, Jeff. When we come forward, man, we're going to go back to Jeff Brown. We got a kill uh, in Los Angeles. We got Austin, Texas. With uh, We got folks on the line. They want to talk about it now. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. This is my co-host. We had to bring in the late, great MJ to set it off. You are not alone. But sometimes we feel alone. The person being cared for feels alone. And sometimes the caregiver feels alone. It's a tough place to be. But as Jeff Brown, is he still there? Let's bring Jeff in. As Jeff was saying, it's par for the course if we say we love each other. Right, Jeff? Uh, yeah, you don't, um, you don't get to pick that part of your lesson, brother. And I think that it, it just it, it sucks. Yeah, it, it, it's a real crappy deal with the cards. If you get an individual who has health issues, and nobody really wants to deal with that, but that's what love is about. Mm -hmm. uh, I, now, the other thing is, uh, did genetics do this to you, or did grape soda and rib tips do this to you? Come on, here we go. Here we okay. go. Killer food. Did, yeah. did grape soda and rib tips? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, go in, Jeff. Go. I'm gonna get out okay. your way. Go in. <laughs> were were uh, uh, did 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 the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost put this on you, or was it the King, the Clown, and the Colonel? Wow. That, that's the what we got to really be honest about. We, we gonna really get it get it home with it. Uh, you, I expect, I expect the best from Mrs. Brown, because I give her my best self. And I think uh, to bring this around to the, uh, and, and you know me, I'm about to take crazy road. Uh, to bring this around to the uh, Lizzo weight controversy, 
Mm. You have to ask yourself, is, is in 2023, is an individual who is morbidly obese, is that individual really focused on their best selves? And if they're not, they definitely can't give that give their best to their significant other. Keep going, Jeff. Yeah, you can't give your best to your significant significant other, but when it's time for dialysis, you certainly expect it from them, now don't you? Wow. What? Did you give your best? Did you were you giving your best knowing knowing after the doctor said, "Look here, your kidneys are in trouble. You can make it without with both of these kidneys if you leave soda and sugar alone. How many times did you realize? I was Ain't raised like this. Just, I, I've been eating like my grandmama taught me how to cook like this. This is in our family. Right. Right. Exactly. Diabetes runs in your family because no one runs in your family. <laughs> Yeah, keep go, you, you, keep you, going, Jeff. <laughs> uh, uh, this is the thing, okay? Uh, I have to, I have to to give it to you know. I'm gonna tell a little bit of my wife's business right now, but uh, wait, get, get, we are both get permission, Jeff. <laughs> don't don't oh, do she it. She don't care. Oh, okay, good. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, she out there. She bruh, bruh. She getting it. She's an hour a day, uh, trying to get to four gallons of water a week. Nice. We are both vegetarians. Mm-hmm. We are both working out. We are both pushing ourselves and pushing each other because we have decided that we we deserve the best us from each other. So, Jeff, would you say the regimen that you and your wife are participating in is a type of mm-hmm. caregiving? Uh, oh, absolutely. Go, go into it, brother. Jeff. Go go deeper, brother. Absolutely. It's, it's metaphysically from another place, you know, to again overshare. We have both gotten in touch with the octogenarians of us. And those people in the future, because they want to be financially independent and they want to be healthy and they don't want to be a burden to the rest of our young family, Mm. We are taking care of the octogenarian, Mr. and Mrs. Brown, today. Uh, Jeff, for the layman, what is an octogenarian? An 80-something. An 80-something. I'm I'm believing the creator for 110 years at least. Thus, octo, octa, meaning eight? Eight. Yes, I got you. Octogenarians, man. We we I've been in touch with my octogenarian, and that dude don't want to be sitting around. That dude wants to. Uh, uh, I told you, dude, on my seventy fifth birthday, I'm buying a Harley. <laughs> I, I, and and, and I, I want to be able to ride it. So I, I have thoughts about my future that prohibited me from doing dumb mess today. And and the dumbest mess we do to ourselves is what we put in our mouths with a fork. Mm, mm. You trying to get somebody to, yeah, what you basically doing is uh, driving drunk with your diet. 
And when you wreck your body, you're going to make your mate take care of you. Ooh, you got a drunk diet. If you don't your knock it off, <laughs> Jeff, if you don't knock it off tonight and you done wrecked so, your body because of your drunk dry, diet, man. Yeah, and now she got to take care of it or he got to take care of it. Wow. Or, uh, uh, and, and the truth is, there's no person under the sound of my voice that can't get an opinion on what it is they're putting inside of them that's bad. They know, you know, you don't have the excuse of your parents or your grandparents. You don't have that. You know good and hell well what you ain't supposed to be eating and where you ain't supposed to be eating it from and what time. You know much better than to say your grace over poison, but there's a bunch of that going on. There's there's a, 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 a so it, as black people, uh, and I, I feel derelict, to speak about anything with us that does not start with immediately, immediately abandoning the things that we know we got that don't serve us from the effects of chattel slavery. And numero uno is your diet. You'd have a lot less of these in uh in the words of Noel Jones, you'd need a lot less of God's miracles if you obeyed more of his laws. <laughs> a miracle is when God decides to break his own law. If you survive a fall from a 10-story building, you have just experienced the mercy of God defying his law of gravity. That's a law. That's a law of nature here on the earth. There are laws. God, God has laws about finance. And I'm not holding the book of Sean and going to the Bible. Holding the book of Sean. Come on, man. You can find <laughs> laws about finance in the Quran, in the Torah. You want to you want to 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 break all these laws, and then go for the go for the miracle. You want to live your life with no plan, as if uh, 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 this phrase is ever has ever been uttered in a Super Bowl. Everybody go long. <laughs> oh Jeff Nobody's hey, ever said that. Hey Hey Jeff man I appreciate you brother I love you to death man Hey My man <laughs> Oh we gotta do this more often Jeff I love it man Thank you so much for the insight We You're appreciate welcome, it man Wow Alright now Jeff Brown man he done brought Pasadena in the building We on fire tonight Listen Jeff was walking us down this path about spirituality and relationships and and eating right and not being a burden. I keep telling y'all, relationship is the worst place to hide from yourself. Like he said, if you take care of yourself, you know, you'll be able to grow up to understand what I just said, relationship is the worst place to hide from yourself. You'll start working on yourself without fear, without judgment. The whole nine yards. Listen, we going to Austin, Texas and Los Angeles. When we come back, the phone lines are cracking all the way through. People want to talk. Do you silently resent your significant other for falling ill? When we come forward, much more to talk about.
on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. It's my co-host. Listen, we should all strive to make our relationships more beautiful than our playlists. Can you hear the music? You hear the love in it. Don't you worry about a thing. We we have to learn to make our relationships as beautiful or more beautiful than the music we listen to. There's songs out there. So the greatest love songs in the world. You have this debate with anybody. Prince, Adore, Michael Jackson, uh, Lady in My Life, Superstar, Luther Vandross. We, we talk about all these wonderful records these beautiful all i do is think of you troop and uh you know uh, we think of all of the beautiful records that we've heard right but are our relationships as beautiful do we worry about every little thing as opposed to what stevie said don't you worry about a thing sister regina harris in our chat room she said what's up zoe and chat She says, 35 plus years married. We've weathered six chronic illnesses, prostate cancer in 2016. Between us, a son with Down syndrome from 1988 forward, caregiving has been a conscious gifting for us. Oh, Ashe, sister, blessings to you, sister Regina. We appreciate you for sharing that. That's power, because if, if, if people can see that there are people out there that that have weathered it, that see caregiving as a gift. And remember, caregiving is bidirectional. You have to give to yourself. You have to make the caregiver has to make space for themselves. They have to pour into themselves as much as they try to pour into somebody else. And they can't pour into somebody else with intention or with expectation. phone lines are cracking a kill from Los Angeles. Get in here. I got to talk to you, Akil. Well, you've heard from me before. Now I'm going to drop some information on you. Please. Love. Love. Uh, Eros love. Agape love. Whatever it is you want to call it. We all need to research. Look into our past and we'll find that we did not have a word called love. Mm -hmm. The Europeans, the, what do you call them, the uh, missionaries? Okay, keep going. I'm listening. I'm I'm, I'm in class right now. You're teaching. The missionaries brag about we gave love to the world. Elijah Muhammad talked about the white man is a master of technology. You see... We, if we didn't have this, this word, then what was it all about? It was about getting us to drop our guard. Um, Pocahontas, for example, she was a betrayer of her people based upon her, quote, love for John Smith. Mm. Um, Cortez, Melanche, Melanche was Cortez's mistress, and she betrayed her people, the Aztecs. The Inca uh, 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 mistress of Pizarro, whose name I don't remember, she did the same thing. 
the forever going theme was, why should I betray my people? Because we're in love. Love conquers all. That's what they say. Uh, they say love makes the world go round. All is fair in love and war. Mm. Let me back it up again. Remember this. The Europeans were born under the sign of war. They are children of war. War is about tricking. That's why Elijah referred to them as the masters of tricknology. We have blindly, from the time that we were children, been taught that Jesus loves all the little children and uh, God is love. The Europeans' God is love. Um, Madam H.P. Blavatsky in, in her book talking about Yahweh is a war god. Ares is the war god. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, what do you know about war? The first order of war is deception. So they use this word, and, and let me refer you. Michael Bradley, Iceman Inheritance. Please check that out. He has he does a whole the late Michael Bradley does he does a whole section on the term love and he tells you only the European world was talking about love. And that's what we're dominated by at this point in time. That's why all the songs talk about love and that's why in reality there is no definition for love. It's something that we have just taken for granted is that that, that, that's the way it is. Well, we've been tricked. And what is the most difficult thing for people who who have been tricked to admit to? Ironically, I've been tricked. That's the first thing we must admit to. That's that's right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and, and ain't nobody nobody ever going to admit to that, but it's the truth. We've been tricked. We've been tricked into believing that love does indeed make the world go round. Mm. It is a European thing. You see, the black world was based on quaily or truth. That's why either you did it or you didn't. Yes or no. That's why they. That's why the the the, the Muslim thing of cutting off the hand that comes from ma'at. Either you did it or you didn't. Yes or no. And you weren't. See, the Europeans, in breaking down societies via vis-a-vis war, then this, this, this resulted in orphans. When the, when the Spaniards came here, they, they, they left a lot of orphans, and they turned those orphans into soldiers against the native people that were already living here. Um, and, they, and everything was based on, quote, love. Remember, they didn't send... A big old mighty army, and they sent one man, a priest, a padre. He came in real humble, dressed in a robe, and next thing you knew, soldiers came in after him, and they had created a society now that had been destroyed or that was in the process of being destroyed. And they were the ones, they being the Europeans, were the ones that now began to educate these orphans. And one of the things that they taught them about was amore or more love. Mm-hmm. I but love we, it. And as I said, Akil, Akil, I can't let you just go on infinitely. I need you to wrap it up for me, brother. I'm going to give you one more 
a couple more points, but then I got to, I, we got to move on, okay? Okay, but, but you just said it. I love it. That's what you just said. I love it. Because <laughs> I love what you're doing, Akil. We are devoid of words to replace this, and that's something we must come up with and drop this white man's frame of reference. Man. Anyhow. Thank you so much, brother. Have a good day. You too, brother. We appreciate the insight. I don't mind learning. I'm just on a clock. Lord have mercy. The brother was dropping jewels, man. Jewels. I'm probably. Ooh. I, he said, we, we, I can't even say love no more. Now I feel funny. I was about to say, I, lo I love what he was. No, don't, don't say that. When we come forward, I'm going to talk to my brother Al in Austin, Texas, as well as Bowman from Grand Prairie, Texas. We on fire tonight. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. If you got a relationship that feels this good, you won the relationship Powerball. <laughs> you are lucky. Man. To have somebody that's down for you all ten toes. Through sickness and in health, through poverty, through, through whatever ails you. That's how you know you got somebody who really loves you for you. Not what you do. But who you are, it's rare, but it's possible. I believe it's rooted in you being down for yourself, you loving you, you appreciating you, and then it spreads outwardly. 1-800-920-1580, the phone lines have been cracking this entire show. Let's get Al from Austin in the building. Al, talk to us. What are your thoughts? Zometheus, man, I'm, I'm really, really loving the show. Um, you, you had a, you started a point about an hour ago and you didn't finish it what was and I really needed some help with it. It was about, about a uh, compassion fatigue ah, yes. and, um, okay. When you're in a relationship, you do certain things and you're not giving to get, you're giving because that's who you are. I get that. Right. Um, a after a while you can't do what you used to do. And so you find yourself not being the person that you used to be. And your partner, well, you realize your partner only loved you for what you used to do. Right. It wasn't authentic, okay? Mm -hmm. So it seems like the only choice you have is to get out of the relationship. But if you do that, you'll never, you'll never have anything worth keeping. You'll never endure anything if you just leave everything. Why do you say that? So it, it just seems like, man, if it, you, you, you try to make it work. I mean, you do what you can to, to, to make it work. And I want to have a lasting relationship. I don't want to have something that's just here for the moment and gone. So really quickly, here are the signs yeah. of compassion fatigue, feelings of helplessness and powerlessness in the face of a sick spouse or somebody you're taking care of. You know, you see them suffering. Sometimes you feel like you, you there's nothing more you can do and you can't help anymore. You feel powerless. That's a sign of compassion fatigue. Reduce feelings of empathy. And sensitivity. Sometimes, okay, they so far gone, it ain't nothing I can do. There's nothing more I can do. They're so far gone, the situation ain't going to turn around. You lose empathy and sensitivity for them. Then also there's the feeling of being overwhelmed and exhausted by the demand 
of the work of caregiving in and of itself. Then, you know, there's some feelings of being detached or numb or emotionally disconnected. Loss of interest in activities you used to enjoy. So this is compassion fatigue. But let me just say this, brother. You hear people throw around the word commitment when it comes to relationship a lot. Mm-hmm. And you understand that I always lay out the spiritual dynamic of relationship, right? So right. I always use the mirror example. Relationship is a highly reflective mirror where the biofeedback you get from your partner is your personal curriculum. That's what you use to grow yourself up, right? So with mm-hmm. that being said, most people are not committed to themselves. So they won't be committed to the task of being there for their partner. If you can run out on you, you will run out on your partner. If you can run out of empathy for yourself, you will run out of, or if you've never poured into your own empathy cup, the cup you have to pour into someone else, it's probably gonna run out quick, right? You understand what I'm okay. saying? Do you hear what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So again, are you really committed to this person? Sometimes illness will reveal the depth of your commitment. I say the depth of your commitment is a direct reflection to the depth of the truth of who you are. If you're not committed to you, you damn sure not going to be committed to anybody else. Now, when you say leaving a relationship, you have to understand when you're caregiving, it's giving, not receiving. You have to focus your mind on not getting anything. Like I said in the beginning of the show, if you walk into the relation or into the caregiving situation saying to yourself, now's an opportunity for you to see how much I care about you and hopefully you appreciate it. You might not even state that that might be something unconscious in your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go yeah. into it like that. Entropy. Relationship obsolescence, the longer you care, give, it's going to break down because you're not giving from a, a, a genuine uh, space. Right. You're giving for uh, there's an alternative motive. Please acknowledge me for giving to you. Now I can help you. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. I do. That that wasn't it, help. OK, my, my thing is, if, if all right, she's wait, says, wait, stay with me. Stay with me, Al. Hold on. When we come forward. I'm going to come right back to Al. We got the Inland Empire. We got uh, Grand Prairie, Texas. Phone lines are crazy. When we come forward, back to Austin, Texas. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. You know you want some more. More. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Much as you blame yourself, you can't be blamed for the way that you feel. Had no example of a love that would even Let's do it. We got a little bit of time. Al, you got to make this quick, 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 quick. The next show is ready to come in here. Al from Austin, wrap it up for me. Absolutely. When you find out that she loves you because of the role that you played, then what is your next move? The role you played as what? Caregiver? Provider? As caregiver. Yes, as as caregiver. Yes, sir. That's okay. She can love you for that. That's all right. 
Are you resentful wow. that she loves you just because you cared for her? If she, yeah, if yeah. She, it listen, seems like she's using you. If, if she says she loves you because you cared for her, right? Isn't that an mm -hmm. opportunity to build on something? She appreciates you for caring for her. Appreciation and gratitude grows more. You feel resentful because you feel like, oh, she used you? Right. Did she say I used you? Did she act she like a you no. did she act like a user? Yes. Yes. Oh, this is deep. Maybe we gotta do this topic tomorrow. Listen, brother, I appreciate the call. I'm <laughs> sorry. We, we got we we gotta go, but maybe maybe we can do this tomorrow, Al. Oh Lord. I'm sorry, Inland Empire, Bowman, Grand Prairie, Texas. Listen, tomorrow is going to be crazy. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. The show's been on fire. Stay tuned. Danny Morrison and Robin Ayers, they're going to keep the fire lit. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Deuces. Love you.